Hello, HeroScapers. You're listening to another edition of Scape Talk, where HeroScapers talk HeroScape. I'm Screaming Truth, owner and operator of HeroScapers.com, and joining me on today's show is the man, the myth, the legend, the man known only as Hero. <laughs> hey, man, how you doing? I'm fine. <laughs> Jeez, with a buildup like that, what am I supposed to do? You don't want to reveal your real name, so I'm being all mysterious. Uh, I, I figured it needed a epic buildup there. Well, so, those of you that know me, know me, and those of you that don't, never will. So Hero started it all. He made the first HeroScape fan site, and he is, in my opinion, the sole reason that there is a HeroScape online community today. Oh, now you're being aggressive. Or at least that it exists in the form that it does. Well, I think I think that people would have found this game regardless, and somebody would have stepped up, and I appreciate you saying that, but... I mean, the only thing that I had going was that I managed to get some early copies and some early playtesting time. I don't know, man. Most gamer games are more enthusiastically supported by their developers. Wait, wait. You don't think that there's a giant Monopoly community out there just bursting Mm, with mods? Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you got me, but I know I wouldn't be running the community had it not been for you. Uh, Well, that's very nice. I think that the reason the community took off, frankly, was all the the specials and mods you guys started doing. And and I was never nearly as involved in all that as the rest of the community. I mean, folks like you and Han and and Hex and a bunch of those guys, you guys just, I mean, how many thousand specials have you guys made? You know, how many how many homegrown Oh, there's plenty of them out there. There are now more ways to play HeroScape without HeroScape than there are using the stuff that's in the boxes. Yeah, I really need to uh, to highlight more of that on the front page. It's shame on me but there are well, lots I mean, of them out there if you if you hop over to the download section and just uh, look around for a little bit you'll find lots of fun stuff yeah and i mean god the stuff that you guys well you guys the community in general like the, the landscape stuff and you know all the tools yeah we've got like build. three different programs two of them build maps in 3d space and you can zoom in and out and around and have you I seen know, these it's like i've seen these it's like google earth for geeks <laughs> exactly <laughs> i it's an, it's incredible that we're supported to that level. All this without people who are obsessed with painting. That's the amazing thing is most games with... Well, they're, out, they're on the site. Well, I know. But compared to like if you go to the websites for things like War Machine, mm-hmm. 90% of the conversations are about, well, should I use Vallejo paints or should I use this wash or that wash? And like eight people are sitting in the corner talking about the actual game. Gotcha. Whereas in the Heroescape online community, you know, 90% of the conversation is about the game how to play it strategy changes you can make you know ways to draft i mean it's like real conversation you know and then there's people like and the other 12 percent are 12 year olds that uh (laughs) (laughs) they're posting asking how to find uh how to make these cool cards and right (laughs) right so talk to me about what does it take to run the heroescape community because i have no idea (laughs) <laughs> you know exactly what it is <laughs> the HeroScape community. The thing about HeroScape that's amazing is just the volume that people will spend, you know, the dedicated few will spend posting and reading and moving stuff around. I was never prepared for how big HeroScape.net got. And I mean, I know you've told me that it really hasn't calmed down at all since you guys moved over to HeroScapers. In fact, you it's know, grown it's- just last month. We did almost 17,000 unique hits. The visits are just, I don't, even, I don't know what they are offhand, but they're yeah, way out there because people, people come back and really thrive off the site. It's, it's, a, it's a hangout. 
Yeah, it is a hangout. And I mean, I know just from what you've told me on the bandwidth numbers, you're at least as big as Heroescape.net ever got, just in terms of how much people are pushing stuff around. And Heroescape, in my opinion, is just a, a fantastic community because I've looked in on a couple of the other ones just to, just to look in and get a feel. And maybe I just haven't been there long enough or whatever, but it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like the same the same no, they're, uh, they're cesspools they're all cesspools right I mean, I mean heroescape uh, seems to be genuinely most of the guys on the heroescape website are just great guys and uh well, and now gals that I don't, now that i don't post all the time you know the language calm down right exactly <laughs> we, we had to put up a language filter for you and just you alone. For me, just for me. <laughs> I know, and I, I apologize to all the nine-year-olds out there who are actually nine. Who, who are still nine. crying. Yeah. Well, having <laughs> having read that. It's a horribly that. ugly thing. But no, I think that, <laughs> I mean, I think when, when you decided to sort of take the mantle from that sort of interim step that Glasswalker was doing, you know, I think you came at it with a vision to say, you know what, this isn't going to be a little narrow site for you know, geeks and, you know, 25 year old slash dot readers that you, you recognize this should be a site for the game. And the game is a gateway drug for kids to learn real games, right? Yeah. It was important to me that it would be accessible by all levels. I remember feeling intimidated coming across heroescape.net. And if I wouldn't have just been randomly clicking around and happened to cross, you know, some of the custom cards and that really piqued my interest because I, I, you know, I knew a thing or two about Photoshop and, and uh, thought, oh, man, I could do this. This would be cool. And uh, from there, I, I got hooked, and I would have moved on had I not clicked on that right link or whatever. Yeah, and, and you know, I think that was somewhat my fault because, to be honest, when I first started it, I didn't take it that seriously because I thought it was going to be me and, like, seven friends swapping customs and playtesting stories. And then all of a sudden, I mean, within, I would say within three weeks of the game going live and actually being available at Walmart, we had like hundreds of active posters and I was stunned. I was like, I was, I expected it to be like, you know, sites for, well, like battle Wars website, right? Fabulous new game. And there's like 50 guys. I mean, it's not, they're, it's not they're like a giant community talking about battle lore master.com yeah. battle or master, which looks like I there's mean, an official there. site for that on the, on yeah, days yeah, of yeah, wonder. But, but battlelormaster.com is is like the wannabe heroescapers site. I mean, that's clearly what it's designed to be. And the content's great. I mean, it, it looks beautiful. He did a great stuff. job with it, yeah. He did a great job with it. But, it, you know, there's like 50 guys on it. And they may be 50 great guys with a lot to offer, whatever, whatever, whatever. But it's nothing like what happened with Heroescape after, you know, three weeks out. It was now, insane. Now, if heroescapers.com wasn't the uh, ugly stepchild and could get a link on heroescape.com, Maybe we'd uh, see that number explode even from well, what it is. Know, I, I hear you, but to be honest, I think anybody who's really serious about the game is already has found, already found us. Has already found you because Could to be, true. be honest, if you're like if you're like a diehard and you're not like nine, but you're like you know an eighteen to fifty year old guy mm-hmm. or mostly guys, you're not going to just go to the HeroScape website and give up. You know, you're going to go to Board Game Geek or you're going to go to Wikipedia or you're going to go to one of those guys that's on the top 20 in Google. This is true. You're going to find you guys. And as soon as you get to Heroescapers, you're going to realize, well, okay, this is where everybody is. Though you know? Google decided it was uh, going to send 9 million bots to the site and hog up half of our bandwidth. So, <laughs> it's, not, it's not unusual. That's the problem with almost all bulletin board sites is they get overwhelmed with Google. So Google it's- has been banned from Heroescapers.com. You heard it here first. <laughs> 
But either that or spend another three grand on bandwidth, right? Right. Just to support them. Anyway, it's a, it's a great community, and and I'm I'm not as active as I used to be, and you know there are a lot of reasons for that, but I'm really happy to see it growing the way it continues to grow. And uh, one thing that you could have done is uh, asked for money. You know, the problems we had with with Heroescape.net had nothing to do with running out of money. Okay. Well, I had to ask the community for for the cash to keep the site up, and the guys have been great. I have I have guys sending me a hundred bucks. You know. The support by the fans has been insane for for Heroescapers. I we have yet to be in a pinch to get that's, the cash together, and that's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, you, there's so many communities that can't survive that way and end up having to live off really bad Google ads and yeah, you know, it just flash banners work. and yeah, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. You're the guy who kind of introduced me to the gateway drug that is Heroescape, the marijuana of the gamer world. <laughs> and and then I go and I meet you at Gen Con and you're like, oh, and also there's all these other games that are really great out there because I was I was a uh, a young foolish child in the gamer world. <laughs> uh, I I knew nothing and you uh, you took you me and corrupted me and showed me all these great games. So in my uh, in my uh, point of view, you are the man to talk to about this. And that's the Gamer Geek Christmas list. I know oh. that this is coming out on Friday, this cast here, and I know that everybody listens to it right away because you're all avid fans of of me and this cast. And so, I, I you still have this weekend to shop for your for your gaming needs and for that gamer geek in your life. So, what should they be looking for? What should they go and grab on the shelves? What's out there for Christmas? Obviously, other than more HeroScape, right? Because I, I think anybody on the site has already. Gobbled up all the HeroScape that they can get. You can't you can't release it close enough for Christmas for them to not have it under the tree, but in their hands. It's it's ugly. I went to Walmart the other day to to look, and I always go through the game section just even if I'm not buying anything. And like HeroScape was cleaned out. There was this giant empty spot already. It seems to be yeah they're either cleaned out and those are the ones that are getting the new stuff, or you got some of them who were getting cleaned out in the past and they were like, well screw this, we're not going to get cleaned out again. And then they order as much HeroScape as possible. HeroScape's taking up half of their game shelf. They got it stacked up top. They got they got boosters everywhere uh, to the point where they've got you know so many Wave Four boosters that that you know they're set, so they don't order more. So then that town doesn't get the new wave in. Yeah. Well, what can you do? So, so <laughs> screw it if you do, and screw it if you don't. Right. So my problem is that I've actually already bought most of the things that I would want under my tree. But I'll tell you what I think everybody else should buy. So okay. We've already mentioned it, Battle Lore, which is not cheap. It's what seventy bucks. Retail. Seventy bucks. Uh, you get you can get it like for fifty five from Card House or I mean, yeah, House, House Mouse Games probably has it too. But uh, no, House Mouse is uh, strictly HeroScape. Oh, is it really? Yeah, and she survives. So don't ask me how. That's a beautiful thing because <laughs> of you guys. That's how she survives. Right. Well, she, she and she's did. having a banner month because of Wave Six, and she got it in on time, and and people have been eating it up. Awesome. We do appreciate that because she she helps support tourneys and. And uh, do, does stuff for the site, so I couldn't believe the amount of stuff she sent to Gen Con. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, she um, took a big hit there, but but you know, just as she expected, people appreciated it, people respected it, and people will pay the extra couple bucks to order from her. Yeah. So anyway, Battlelore. It's. I mean, I've only managed to play like against my wife, and you know, play setup games myself. I haven't gotten like my hardcore gamer guys to come play, but it's just awesome. I mean, if you've ever played Memoir or Command and Colors Ancients, you know, same Richard Borg system, but just 
perfectly refined and a whole lot of, of twists on the system that really make it sing. I mean, it, it, dare I say it, it's almost sort of reached the level of HeroScape in terms of its polish and design. And you can really, I, if one of these games was going to catch on and develop a real user community to do things like customs and scenarios, this one's it. It's really nice. And the miniatures are great. If nothing else, if you're just going to buy it for the giant pile of plastic you're going to get and turn into HeroScape Customs, it's still a deal. The 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 figures are a bit small for HeroScape Customs, but the game, you can't go wrong. If you like HeroScape, it's got all the same draws. It's got, except for the mini, miniatures aren't pre-painted. You do have to paint those up or, well, you yeah, know, leave there's, them, there's leave like them as they are. There's 500 of them in there. Right. I mean, there's so many of them. They're they're like 40 that are actually individually packaged in blisters, which are the guys with banners. Uh-huh. And then there's, I think, like 140 like guys packed in Lots them. of bits, which the is, bits. again, like HeroScape, lots of bits. Uh, but it has a lot of the same stuff that HeroScape. It's already developing a community around it on on uh, battlelormaster.com. And that, that community is already starting to develop customs and already starting to, to do all that kind of stuff, already... You know, making figures into mostly because a couple of our guys went over there and started doing it. Uh, <laughs> I saw you posting over there. Uh, Grunge Bob's already over there making uh, undead armies, and uh, so there's there's quite a few of us o- over there already. So as you can tell, a lot of the same interests as as uh, are in HeroScape transfer over and, to here. And and dare I point out that the hex size is almost the same size. So you could easily make battle lore maps out of your HeroScape pieces, which would be cool. It would be really cool. I think so, I, mean, we, I think we're seeing a mod come soon of how to make. <laughs> uh, it's, not, it's not even a mod. I did this with Ogre when HeroScape first came out, because I don't know whether everybody remembers because it was so long ago. But if you take a stock HeroScape box, you can exactly make a Steve Jackson HeroScape. I mean, Steve Jackson Ogre board. And I have all the ogre miniatures, and so you can just with one box of HeroScape, you can perfectly make a full size ogre's miniatures board. And same thing, I think with a box of HeroScape, you could easily duplicate every scenario map that's in in Battlelore and do it in 3D. Yeah, it'd be really cool. It'd be really cool. I got to go get my box out now. I just thought of that. <laughs> the box that you've packed away and it's collected dust and spider webs. No, no, no. I did I did take one of my giant rubber made bins and loan it to a friend. Um, huh? but by the time by the time heroscape.net folded, I had three of the biggest rubber made bins you could buy full of just terrain. Wow. And I just couldn't I mean, I had nowhere left in my house to set stuff up like that anymore. I I had I think I had up to five master sets and I've given a couple of them away, and, yeah, and had, got myself I, down to three because at five I just I couldn't I everything was too big, you know. Yeah, I I, I had I think eleven at the peak. Why? Not all. I didn't have all the figures. For the <laughs> there's 11. people. There's guys out there that have, you know, twenty some boards, you know, yeah, and I upwards. Know, it's ridiculous. I, I why? Since you had eleven, maybe you can answer the question. Oh, just for setting up big giant, you know, like, just for looks, like they or... set up at Gen Con. No, big, big maps for like five-player, multiplayer games and stuff. We play plenty of multiplayers, and traveling across a gigantic map can be oh, disgusting. It's, 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 all about, it's all about height. You know, it's creating big, giant cliffs, right? I mean, if you want to create a map that, I mean, you know this, if you want to create a map that's like five by five on a side, but that's like 
nine layers deep for parts of it with canyons and stuff. Uh-huh. You need like 15 yeah. sets to do that. Well, I don't know. My three sets have done me just fine. I'm not trying to convince you to get one. <laughs> well, I, so- I know you're not, but I'm I'm saying now that I've lowered myself down to three sets, I have yet to use up all the terrain in anything that I've been trying to build. Well, that's because you're now normal. But, <laughs> but also with the, with the uh, command and color system over on that, this is getting off to- topic of our game geek list, but I built a hero skateboard and split it into three sections, standard command and color system, and used, did an overlord. Did oh, three, you did. So you've already done all this. Did three just just recently? I, I've got pictures. I meant to post them. I haven't yet. Sorry, they'll get up there. Uh, I've I've split it into three pieces, just like you know your standard command color board. Three field generals on each end, and represented each field general with a Kyrie hero that they had to build around just for some thematic flair or whatever. And then did two overlords. And what the overlords basically did was helped with overall strategy. And uh, they rolled for initiative, and they had the one, two, three, and X. And we used the X like a four. And uh, they would assign those where they where they wanted them, and then that player, that field general, could activate any card with that with that oh. turn. So basically, so you it, didn't you didn't actually use the command and colors cards. You just set it up that way, like an overlord scenario. Right, and uh, okay. the overlords the overlords could have used a little more to do, but there was quite a bit of tactical decision in okay, which side needs these markers more? Who who's going to need? need to move when, et cetera, et cetera. That's what I think Battlelord brings to the command and color system that Heroescape had, which is unit definition, because in Battlelord, in any given scenario, you know, you actually have units that have identity as opposed to memoir. It's like, okay, you have 14 units of Marines. They're all exactly the same, which never happens in Heroescape for the most part, right? Everything's right. unique. Everything's That's got nice. strengths and weaknesses. And in Battlelord, not only do the individual units have a lot more definition and special abilities, but the card system with the lore system, which is basically all special effects, really lets you customize how you want to do things. So, so battle anyway, lore, battle a lore. must get. Finish talking about battle lore. So that's one. I would say my number two, because it's so easy to stick in a stocking or something like that, would have to be Ice House. Oh, great. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. You don't <laughs> talk about this anymore. You're like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. This um, is Ice House for you, folks. You're stacking plastic pyramids on top of each other. I still don't understand where the game comes in because I just <laughs> I just move the plastic pieces until the other players are satisfied that I've taken a turn. No, no, no. There's There are a thousand games you can play with an Ice House set. It costs $10 um, to get one set, and there's like three or four really cool games you can play with that. You can. My seven-year-old daughter plays it. I went away for a weekend with like four couples, and we played it the whole time. And then you get like five or six set together and you can play some amazing strategy games, but it's totally abstract. And if you're the kind of person that, you know, the reason you play Heroescape is because you like looking at the little painted guys, this is not for you. But if you're looking for something to shove in somebody's stocking, you know, you can't beat a little $9 treehouse set. So anyway, that's it. Um, Somebody's on your naughty list. Ice house. Ice house. (laughs) In the stocking. Oh, you're so mean. <laughs> uh, it's all in what you like, folks. I'm just playing the bad guy on this. What about Ingenious? Uh, Bastard. Ingenious is great. Again, it's a Reiner Knizia game. It was my favorite game out of Gen Con. Um, really straightforward, um, really abstract. Um, games to look for, the stuff I played from Essen, which I don't think is out yet, that's just amazing. Um, there's what's uh, called uh, Valley of Adventure, which is another Reiner, Reiner game coming out and uh, 
Tale de Aventure is what it is in German. Best board game I've ever played. The other one is Night of the Magi, which you play entirely in the pitch black because all the pieces glow. I'll, I'll have to get oh, some links so from you. Yeah. I'll get you links for those. So those are my current favorite, you know, actual board games and stuff. But I, I have to tell you, I've been playing a lot of video games, which I know is not the strong suit of the HeroScape community. But man, there's some great video games out there right now. All and right, tell us what like, tell us what's in like, the video game world. You all probably know the little pirates of the Spanish main collectible constructible pirate ship game uh-huh. from WizKids. They just put out the online version of that which is the same horrible Magic the Gathering online model where you actually have to buy virtual packs of ships. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's so good. It's a perfect, perfect representation of the board game, um, but it's cooler because it's fun graphics and guys jump off the ships and cannons fly. So you own? do you own cards for it then? Yeah, I do. So, I, so you can just make me a count and let me borrow some then? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, if you're nice to me. Depends how this podcast comes out. Uh, all right. But... Um, so yes, sir. I think you can just go to like Sony online or you can go to WizKids and, and that's for the board gamer at heart. That's really awesome. So other than that, I have from, from a video game perspective, I've in the last year I've bought everything, unfortunately. So I have like every major console, but the Wii, oh my God, the Nintendo Wii is just the coolest thing ever. I did get I, a chance to play the Nintendo Wii and my arm yourself? was sore for three days. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm a complete idiot, and uh, even though you just need to swing the little controller, I'm working like I'm going to power slam this ball over the net. My my wife will now actually play video games with me. Nintendo did just what they set out to do. They bridged the gap. And it's so tiny. If you haven't actually seen the actual device, I mean, my DVD drive in my computer is bigger than the Wii. Okay, so this is the part of the show where I ask, what's on your mind? Well, I, I guess of all the things that I've spent the last six months thinking about and, and investigating is the intersection between the online stuff and the offline stuff, like the number of board games you can now play online and the number of online games that are crossing over into um, to board games. It's The definition between the two is really starting to blur. So we're starting and, to pull together there. Yeah. And so your people and my people are going to join forces in the near future. Is that what you're <laughs> well, telling me? Not my people. I think I, <laughs> I think I bridge. Right. I play board yeah, this, games. This this is lot. true. I still have a lot of heroes. It, as often as you stuff. can, though, right? I do, and I have. You know, I'm surrounded right now by walls of painted figures. It's not like I've abandoned my roots. I think you alone are responsible for the blurring of the lines. No. Your, your epic, mean. your epic presence is there causing a shift in the but, temporal flux. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> but I have to call somebody an idiot now that Reaper's not around there. But, um, That's no, jab the, number three at Reaper for those of you who are counting. Jab, oh, I've got <laughs> to keep going. I can't use the words I want to use because I'm trying to keep this a family show. We're going to buzz Hanorama. He's supposed to do a new bit each show. That's how my comic collection connection. Yeah, God, you're such an idiot. Start <laughs> conversations like that. Okay, now we got three callers on the line, so insanity will ensue. So, Han, you're going to do a new clip for the show. Uh, you've entitled it Han's Gamer Closet. It's supposed to be ongoing, if I like it. And you're, <laughs> and you're, you're going to do the first one right here live for Hero and I. Oh, heroes on the line? I'm right wow. here, buddy. I'm insulting you as we speak. 
geez, I expect nothing else. You know, I had a game picked out, but because Hero's on the line, I didn't know. I'm going to review his favorite game. I'm going to review Clout today. Oh, God. <laughs> That's not a game. It's an excuse to throw $10 into a toilet and flush it and clog your pipes. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was Ice House. Oh, man. I already, you missed it. I already plugged Ice House. And I already, and I already made fun of it. Oh, geez. You know, I think I'm going to start out with something simple. Uh, one of my favorite games. Uh, no, it's not Scape, but it is hex-based. I want to talk about Settlers of Catan. Does that sound good? Old news, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, let me guess. Was that on the Hero Christmas wish list? No. No, it's, it's it old news because it. the game is old. It's it's on the I've already worn out my first copy list. Well, me too, but for those out there who have never played it, I'm thinking it, So this it, is for those of you who who know only of Heroescape because yeah, this is this is It's a classic. This There's is no classic. This is breaking into the board game arena right here, which is the purpose of this Hans Gamer Closet. It's to get you guys okay. playing some I'll other shut games. Up again. Hero will go back into his cave. Yeah, I, I'm not buying that. The basic concept of Settlers, it is laid out um a continent, an island, it, it is hex-shaped pieces. And each piece is a resource uh, which are needed for the game. You have wood, sheep, brick, ore, and wheat. And with those five components, you start out You start with a settlement and a road. And the point of the game is to build the longest road, build your settlements into cities, and be the first player to reach 10 points. But the beauty of the game, besides uh, what I call the wheeling, the dealing, the trading, is... You don't have to be in control of the die, and if it is a good die that your number comes up, you get resources. And what I say is, on of all these resources, it varies games to game. You randomly put these together. Uh, say there is wood, and a nine is rolled, and that number nine is on that wood. You benefit from that roll. Uh, how do I explain this without physically having the game here in front of me? Uh, I don't know. You're supposed to think about this before you started the. Well, I didn't know you boneheads were calling me here <laughs> until the middle, you know, middle of the night, and I wasn't going to review Clout for my first. Uh, <laughs> That's game. a lie. We oh, totally yeah. told him we were calling. Go ahead, go ahead. Just re re review Clout. I'll get out of the way. No, I'm not going to do Clout for you. I want to stick with Settlers. But no, the beauty is, um, the game can change. You you could be in control. You think you're going to win, and on one roll of the die. Your your house of cards comes down. It's it's bluffing. It's like playing poker almost. It's, I, I wouldn't say I don't want to say it hinges on one roll to die. Yeah, it's not that random. Yeah, it's uh I would say oh. I would say you can be in the lead, but being in the lead is not necessarily uh, something that you want to brag about in this game because once you get a little bit of a lead, everybody turns against you and they enforce the embargo and they don't trade with you or everybody's out to get you. No, absolutely. And you know what? When you said embargo, there is a uh, one piece in the game called the robber, and the robber starts out the game on an empty desert square, and whenever the number seven comes up, uh, whoever rolls that seven, a couple things happen. One, he's able to move the robber, and based on as Colby just said, uh, who's in the lead, if he is producing a lot of ore. I can block production of that ore by placing a robber over that number. Also, the number seven allows you to steal a card from another player, and if you have more than seven cards in your hand, 
you lose half the content of your hand and go back to three to four cards. So it's a game of hand management and a game of wheeling and dealing. It's it's well, it's a cornerstone I, game. Everybody well, but, everybody well, plays it. That's right, into the, the gaming game, scene. Well, the, or people who aren't into the game scene. That's the other key. You can get a non gamer, and they can pick this game up in ten to fifteen minutes max. Yeah, I think that's the case with a lot of uh, a lot of board games. It's just people aren't willing to learn. It's all intimidating when they see it. Because because I'm a jerk and I'm gonna stick thorns in people's sides. I think they're much better break break-in games than Settlers. I think Settlers requires a lot. I mean, as we've just discovered on trying to describe it now, Settlers requires a lot of explanation. You don't sit down and start playing Settlers in three minutes. It takes a good 15, 20-minute explanation. And I I can say this with deep experience in teaching people the game. They will lose the first game. There is no chance somebody sits down to play Settlers for the first time and wins because there are way too many ways to screw up. Um, If you don't explain to somebody what they should do in the first two turns of the game, they can lose the game one minute in because they won't get the fact that they need to be focusing on certain probability sections of the board. So I think it's actually a deeper game than people tend to say. I think if you're going to pick a simple German-style board game, something like Transamerica, which has two rules, um, it's a basic train lane game, um, or Carcassonne, which has maybe four rules, so it's a little bit more complicated. But my seven-year-old plays Carcassonne. I'm not sure she could play a good game of Settlers. How can we forget Ticket to Ride? Ticket to Ride is a great introductory. Another game that I think you can teach somebody in 15 minutes. You want to lay down the premise behind Ticket to Ride? Since you screwed up on the Settlers of Catan? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's a tough room. Okay, Ticket to Ride, real basic. Uh, It's a train lane game. You all have train pieces. Uh, There's a board of America, and there's routes on the board that are representative of train tracks. You're a railroad baron. And you're, you're traveling America, and it's all about who can visit the most cities the quickest. Very basic. It will take no time for, for anybody to learn. Uh, great gift for anybody. You can, it could be a gift for, you know, grandma and grandpa. Uh, because it's so, it's so easy to pick up and doesn't require that you have any gamer background at all. Although if you've got the money, a Wii is a better gift for grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't see I don't see Grandpa swinging swinging uh, punches on the Wii. Oh, you, uh, you haven't you seen the commercials? I oh, because advertising is always true to real life. <laughs> it is. It's always true. It's it's grandmas and hot girls. All the people who I got to get me a Wii because I want nothing more than to hang out with grandmas and hot girls. <laughs> oh. So thanks guys for coming on. I appreciate you both. You've been great. Next podcast, we have Rev Dyer. Uh, he's a reverend, and he's an avid HeroScape fan, and he's uh, on the forums frequently. Always has something great to say. Great guy, so I'm um, having him on the cast. He should have something uh, good to share with us. Catch us then. <laughs>